What's going on, everybody? This is Jonathan Evans. I'm excited to be with you uh, again, having these devotions and starting my podcast and just having an opportunity to look into God's Word and just use His Word as a catalyst for defining life, um, defining my life, defining your life, and growing together. And that's what I want to do. Again, we talked about starting my podcast with my family, and you learned a little bit about them, and uh, you learned a lot about my career and athletics and all of those different things. But I wanted to move towards the book of Joshua because it just means a lot to me and where I'm going and where I am right now. So if you look at it with me, Joshua uh, chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3, I just want to read three verses. Um, And it says, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross the Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given them, to the sons of Israel. And every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I have spoken to Moses. This month, I just want to talk about now's the time. I want to talk to you about these three verses and how they've impacted my life as I've just kind of studied them and and read this first chapter of the book of Joshua. And I know you've read it before, but I just want to look at it this month as we discover our time and how you experience God at a whole new level and how I've experienced God at a whole new level in my life. The first verse just simply says, now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. And the first word is now. Now Joshua is experiencing his call. Now Joshua is experiencing his time. He's experiencing the word of the Lord coming to him directly. Now Joshua is experiencing his purposes, his destiny, the reason why he was created and and brought to bear. And so I wanted to experience my now. I wanted to experience my purpose, my destiny, the reason why I'm here. One of the things that I don't want to do, and I hope you guys out there don't want to do, is never experience your reason for being. Every manufacturer creates a product for a reason. And if God is ultimately more intelligent than any manufacturer on earth, certainly he created us for a purpose, for a destiny, for a divine design. And I want to find that out. And I want to find that out now. I mean, I don't want to wait till later. Joshua's story opens up with that very word now. I mean, now is the time for him to experience these things, to experience God's voice, to experience his purpose, his destiny. And I wonder if some of you out there want to experience it for yourself, your destiny, your purpose, why God has you here, your passion. And I wonder if you want to experience that now. And that's why opening the book of Joshua was so important. And I just looked at that first word as I turned the page from Deuteronomy chapter 34 to Joshua 1 and seeing that now it was his time. I've spent my life simply writing the coattail of my father's relationship with God. I, uh, as a pastor's son... It was easy for me to look at all that he had accomplished, all that he had done. For those of you who don't know, uh, my dad being Tony Evans, I mean, he's he's done a lot. I mean, he started a church with 10 people in a house that now has 12,000 members. He has a radio broadcast on over 1,000 stations, over 130 countries. He was the chaplain for the Dallas Mavericks since their conception as an organization still helps out with that the chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys, and the Tom Landry days, which was a great error. He, he just has done a lot. And I was satisfied as a kid watching his relationship with God. I was riding his coattail. 
I was satisfied with looking at all of the things and admiring all that God was doing in his life. It, he was doing such great things. And, and so I, I just jumped on that coattail and wrote it. I said, I would tell people, hey, my dad's Tony Evans, and that made me feel good about myself. But as I got older, as I matured, I wanted to have my own relationship with God. I realized in college that riding the coattail of his relationship with God was not going to be good for me. It was not going to help me. It was not going to sustain me. It was not going to keep me from the wrong crowds and the wrong people and the wrong places. That what he did was great for him and would be a credit to him, but it is of no credit to me. Sure, it had its benefits. I was a good moral kid. I did good things. I knew how to treat people well. We were raised um, around the table with my dad sharing God's word. And, and we'll talk about that in the future. But I knew the Bible. I knew the stories. I was able to quote scriptures. But I never chased after God for myself. I never experienced my now moment because I was so satisfied with riding my father and mother's coattail with the now moment that they had previous to me even being born. And maybe some of you are riding someone's coattail. You've latched on to someone who has their own testimony, their own experience. You've latched on to maybe the pastor at your church and you see how well studied he is and his prayer life and, and how he's able to communicate God's word to you. And, and we leave church on Sunday feeling totally satisfied with what we've received from everyone who's on the stage. But at some point, we have to live our life understanding that our life has purpose and significance in the kingdom of God, that we have to decide that now is the time for me to experience God all for myself. I mean, how does God want to use me? Uh, why am I here? Why was I created? What is my divine design? And so it was intriguing to me to open up the book of Joshua and see that now it was Joshua's time. Remember, Moses was the one who heard from God. He was the prophet of God. Moses was the one who spoke to God. Moses was the one who administered the law of God. He came down with the Ten Commandments. Moses was the one who saw God's back and wrote the book of Genesis. Moses was the one who performed the miracles. Moses was the one who stood up to Pharaoh. Moses was the one that God used to do all of these outstanding things. But at some point, Joshua had to experience his now. And at some point, Joshua had to come out to the front. Uh, Joshua was faithful through his life. I mean, he, he was a good kid, so to speak. He, he was riding the coattail of Moses, but he was being faithful to all that Moses asked him to do. As verse 1 says, Joshua was a servant to Moses. But now it was Joshua's time. And I just want you to ponder on that and think about that. For those of you who may be sitting dull in your spirituality or sitting dormant, that going to church is enough for you or simply sitting in the pew listening to somebody else teach and have a strong relationship with God. Maybe your marriage or your relationship has gone dormant or just is that a stalemate or, or, or maybe you've given up on certain people that God still wants you to work with to develop. Now is your time. If you would be steadfast and unmovable and always abound in what God is calling you to do, you'll see that it will not go in vain, that he has a, a plan and a destiny for your life. And you know what now means? Now means not later. Now means don't wait. There are conditions in the Bible. God wants to do great things. In Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Uh, John 15.7 says, If you abide in me and my word abides in you, then you know what? You can ask me whatever you want and you will have a great experience with me. There are all of these great promises in the Bible, 
But those promises come with clauses. And that clause is, do you want it now? Or are you wanting to wait till later? It says, if you want it, if you abide in me. Now to him who was able, well, he's able according to the power that works in you. That there is something that we have to do to show God, hey, we're positioning ourselves and preparing ourselves and readying ourselves for the blessing that we want to come to ourselves. And so that means that we have to be ready right now. That later is not what we're wanting. So often we put God off and I put God off in my life. I mean, being able to ride the coattail of my father meant that I didn't need one right now for myself. (laughs) And a lot of times in the church, we just put God off because other people are doing the work and they're doing a fantastic job. Um, But I put God off in my life because I wanted to play. I had been a good kid for a long time, but I wanted to go to college and be out on my own. I wanted to play a little bit. I wanted to experience the world. I wanted to to have some cultural moments and, and make some cultural decisions. I wanted to gratify the flesh and see what that felt like. I let curiosity take over. And and uh, you know what that's like, where now God, well, I'll do the God thing later because I'm young. I want to just kind of hang out for a while, go to a few parties and, and and hang out with the football guys and and do all of that and I and I had that time in my life where I put God off till later and then I realized through a series of circumstances and situations that you know what I'm not going to get graded based on my play I'm only going to get graded based on my work in education I don't get graded by being the class clown I get graded by studying hard and putting the work down on paper. Me procrastinating uh, in college on having a relationship with God is is something that I've, I've noticed in my daughter. You know, uh, she'll procrastinate when it comes to school. Uh, when it comes to school, she doesn't want to do it. She wants to go out to the backyard and play. But by the time it's time for her to come in and do her work, um, she's too tired. Uh, she's already run herself ragged in the backyard, and she put her work off until later, much like I was doing in my college experience. I'd rather play than work for the Lord. And, and I noticed that in my daughter, and I'm teaching her that you're not going to get graded based on your play, Kelsey. You're only going to get graded based on your work. So it's important for you to do your work first while you have the energy instead of going out and playing and running your energy all out of you and then not having energy for the thing that you're going to be graded for. And that reminds me of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, where it says, Remember your creator in the days of your youth before the evil day comes and the years draw near, which you will say, I have no delight in them where you have literally, and I have in my life, run myself ragged, where I come back and realize, oh, you know what? I'm going to be graded on the work that I do for the Lord, but then I don't have any energy for it. And many of us put God off because of money, put God off because of career, put God off because we're chasing our dreams. And we go after the world and so many things that we want to accomplish only to get to the end of our days standing before the judgment seat of Christ and realize that all that we've done is stuff we're not even going to be graded for. I want to encourage you, as I've learned in my life, to make now your time to decide, you know what, now it's time to get to work. Now it's time to experience my purposes. Now it's time to realize and recognize why the manufacturer created me and what I'm supposed to be giving uh, to this world on God's behalf. Because when you realize that, you'll realize that your work is your play. You'll realize that you'll be getting paid for stuff that's in your passion that you would do even if you weren't getting paid for. And you'll be doing it all for a grade called, well done, my good and faithful servant. So be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord 
and make this time like Joshua your now moment. I'm Jonathan Evans. Thank you for joining me for this devotional. Until next time, we'll see you. Take the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win, but he did win. Born again, free from sin, live again, fear no man, salvation. But it's time for you to start crossing, call a jaywalking.